This week's episode of Sleeping with the Elephant is sponsored by Paul's Secret Assignment. I don't even know who wrote this because Paul's on an assignment and it's secret and I just got this notice from him on the field detailing what exactly he's doing. So let's roll that clip now. Hello, Ryan and Jules. Happy 100 episodes. It has been our very interesting run in our contributions to the political process. Uh, I'm so very sorry that I cannot be there in person for all of our lovely our lovely listeners. Um, I am working on a very special project. People are going to uh, figure out what that project is uh, very quickly um, in the in the coming months. Um, but I'll, I'm happy to tell each and every one of you fine people. Uh, it's obviously to help subvert. Donald Trump and his political campaign for president. Uh, so far, things are, I'd say the results are mixed. Um, you know, as I've been here and helping out these fine people, I, I think they're kind of starting to make sense. Is that weird? I feel like that's weird. I, I go in, I'm hoping to actually, you know, put out a few mailers that didn't make sense. Uh, you know, getting an endorsement from the KKK, that took some work. But and yet here we are, and somehow things are going swimmingly. And, it, you know, some of the stuff he says starts to sound a little weird, but it's fine. And it's starting to, you know, I, I, I guess he wouldn't be the worst president in the world. I, I, I mean, I don't know. He says what his gut tells him, and people are happy about that. And, oh, God, I, you, you guys... You seriously have to help me. These people are crazy. I'm pretty sure they're listening to this right now. Oh, God. Uh, I meant to say that, you know, you know, Mr. Trump, he's, um, he's um, a man of the people. He uh, says what he feels. It's a very successful businessman all the way down to Trump stakes. And uh, I, God, I have to go home. This, this campaign needs to be over. Uh, love you guys. I will talk to you all soon. And uh, it's, it, it's, it, I, and I love you all. Bye. If these policies, in many instances, either reflect or take into account the proximity of the United States, living next to you is in some ways like keeping with an elephant. No matter how friendly or even tempered is the beast, I can call it that, one is affected by every twitch and grunt. Mm. Riveting stuff from Paul on the field. Uh, it seems he's trying to subvert Donald Trump. As he mentioned, I'm joined by Jules, special correspondent. Jules, I don't know, I've always wanted to say special correspondent, so. <laughs> Jules, hi, welcome back to the show. One. Thank you, Ryan. It's good to be back again. It's, we were talking before. It's almost been a year since yeah. I've been back, and it's just like I, I love this show. It's so much fun. Yeah, we just it's funny because and and for those who don't know, today is May second, twenty sixteen, episode one hundred, Sleeping with the Elephant. This is the show where Americans and Canadians come together to try and understand just what the hell is happening across each other's borders, and that's what we're going to try and understand. Starting with 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 uh, with who you are, Jules. For those who don't know, uh, host of Torn Think Tank. Uh, you're on Case of the Mondays. You you play some heroes with Joss and, and the Ladies Nights. The Lady mm-hmm. Night. They're not nights, but it's on Ladies Night. <laughs> Tuesdays are Ladies Night. <laughs> 
Yeah. Well, yeah, I guess you could be qualified as knights. Some of those characters, like, have a sword and a shield. Yeah. Depending on, you know, what you pick out. Uh, I know Barber's a big fan of my impersonation of uh, uh, the fairy dragon. I can't remember her name. What's her name? Brightwing. Brightwing. It's like, yeah. you sure are good at murder. It's like, oh, wow. You are every, good. <laughs> every time. Uh, it's always fun to pull out. I usually have to hear a reference, but that one's for you, Barbara. I pulled that one right at the back of my head. Um, yeah. So Donald Trump, it sounds like we, as the Sleeping with the Elephant collective, are going to have to come together to save Paul. Like he's in too deep, it sounds like. Yeah. yeah it sounds like it's it's kind of a bit of a trouble spot for him and Mm -hmm. uh um might be some stockholm syndrome going on there i don't know (laughs) um poor paul we're thinking about you and and we're going to be sending our extraction team hopefully soon yeah i i mean in the next couple months at the very at the very least like he's still got a job to do i mean he volunteered this is he didn't take it lightly We, we spoke before uh he he went away on his assignment and and basically my understanding was that he wanted to do this for his country and he wanted to go in there and make sure Donald Trump uh, doesn't get the nomination. Uh, I don't know if he was behind this or not, but Ted Cruz and John Kasich, Kasach, what's, how do you say that? I think it's Kasich. Kasich. I'm not good yeah, at these Yeah, Kasich. American, American is names. what I'm hearing on the news, at least. Yeah, Hopefully because Cruz, Cruz is a Canadian name. I, I understand that one. I can, I can, <laughs> I can get that one pretty good. Uh, so they're joining forces uh, for some reason to try and stop Donald Trump by uh, giving each other states. That's another thing. Like this whole like primary thing, just kind of over the top of my head. I, I, I'm not really understanding how the political game works. But uh, Americans don't understand how the political game works. I mean, it's really, really, really twisted. And you know, I, I mean, don't quote me because I hate politics and I just. But when you when you think about how it is, the 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 the, the um, candidates need to get a number of delegates from each state mm-hmm. to endorse them to be able to run as a candidate. And then there's there's a big national convention for each party that happens for an election, mm-hmm. and they have to get enough delegates to be able to be the candidate that the party selects mm-hmm. to run. And um, it has zero to do with like you or me or anybody who votes out there even though we're supposed to be out there give our votes it doesn't matter the popular vote doesn't determine who becomes the candidate for the presidency for each of the parties yeah it's it's interesting the whole popular vote debate like i think we have a system I don't know if it's uh, we. I mean, obviously, we have an electoral system. It's a Canada is not a dictatorship, although you know uh, America might have you believe that with all the videos of of hunky Trudeau up there doing his one arm push ups. Uh, but uh, oh, and math too. I saw that he's pretty good at math. Um, it's it's interesting because we had when the Liberals were elected, there there was talk that that was going to be the last one of those elections. Like they were going to basically take the election system and create a system that didn't reward sort of i think it's called first past the post system um i couldn't explain it i could google it and then read it but i'll leave that up to the fine listeners um and they're reforming that and and to me like that in canada it's like yeah we're gonna we're gonna go back to the drawing board we've used this system for hundreds of years and uh i don't know that for a fact but we've used it for a long time Mm -hmm. and we're gonna go back to the drawing board and we're gonna figure out something that works for 2016 and in canada that's like 
Yeah, perfect. Only the people with sandwich boards complain about about changing things that are so to been there for longer than 20 years. And I find in the States, it's like if anyone mentions just gets a whiff of change of a system that's been around for, well, I guess since the dawn of time. Yeah. Uh, it's like, <laughs> oh my God, Armageddon, it's happening. Uh, and Americans that, hate change. I know. like, And yet they love it. Like, you know, um, when when President Obama was running for um, for president, he mm-hmm. was his platform was about we need change, yeah. we need change, and for um, you know it, it's no mistake or no it's no uh, secret that I am um, a liberal uh, mm-hmm. Democrat, however we want to call it, um, and I support I support platforms for people who are. Uh, who are treated fairly and equitably and you know I am a huge supporter of LGBT rights and I mean all that stuff and um, when they were talking about change it was like yes Mm. let's get out of this like you know staunchly rigid conservative mindset and start making some changes in this world and now it's like all this stuff is we need traditional values again and blah 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 and it's like well no we've actually managed to abolish we've allowed every state in the united states for a gay couple to get married Mm -hmm. and it's like you know, and then there's some of the states are like, well, we're not going to follow that. You know, so that's the, <laughs> you know, I, I live in a world where half of the people and, you know, when they say Donald Trump, Donald Trump is running for president, he could possibly even be able to run for president. And if he actually runs for president and wins, I'm moving to Canada. It's like, well, OK, Canada doesn't want you. <laughs> yeah, like Canada is a great, uh, a great country. And we, we welcome all kinds of, of people and, and wonderful people. And actually, last time we had a last episode, we covered a story where the uh, Canadian Immigration Services spiked when Donald Trump started, I think, when he won Super Tuesday. Like, they, they actually, their servers crashed <gasps> because so many people Really? Like, I didn't yeah. know this. It's, I didn't hear this episode. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. It's just, uh, and it's more so, like, I remember when Obama uh, got elected, people like, if Obama, if Obama gets elected, I'm moving to Canada. Those people, yeah, you stay put. You know, that's fine. You yeah. know, just don't don't worry about it. But if there's people that want to escape Donald Trump, like lots of room. There's you know, Okay. Cause Canada poor Canada. I feel bad for you guys. Every <laughs> single time something goes wrong in the United States, they're like, I'm moving to Canada. Yeah. You know? I mean, maybe that's why our dollar hasn't been so hot yet, because it's just been so great down there. You guys haven't been moving up here. I don't know. I don't- <laughs> I don't understand financial <laughs> systems, but just make you the U.S. a crap hole, and then we'll just all move. <laughs> yeah, I can't wait for video games not to be priced double what they're worth. That'll be fun. Um, no, I like I know like Canada is kind of this dumping ground for you know when it, when it goes bad in in the states, and those people who are saying they're going to move to Canada. That's why I said for people opposed to Obama, it's like you're going to have no better luck up here because you know gay marriage is legal across the country. You know, we're pretty unified in, in the way we think. Uh, we have a, I mean, the only thing we have in, one of the things we do have in common, though, is we have a great park system, lots of national parks. Um, and, you know, I also have a feeling that Americans wouldn't like our, our loonies and toonies. Like, they, they, they're used to the dollar bills, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that might be a big thing that would cause an issue. Also, the cold. I feel like a lot of Southerners might not like the fact that there's snow on the ground uh, four months of the year, depending on where you move. That could be an issue. Yeah. Uh, but no, like people against Donald Trump, I feel like I can get along with those folks. 
because I'm also not a fan of Donald Trump. And it's weird to me. I look at this and I see crazy and I'm like, how is he still around? Because I figured when he entered, it was I was just like, ah, he's, he's crazy. Like they're going to weed this guy out lickety split. He's not going to be around very long because here in Canada, when when someone acts crazy and they are running to be the leader of our country, uh, they get buried pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, it's you know. so hard to understand what is happening, to mm-hmm. be absolutely honest. Um, and it's it's a very, I don't know if it's just a sign of the times where um, the, where if, you know, it used to feel like when, when Obama was elected, it used to feel like there was this uprising of people who just really, of, of people who wanted good in the world. Mm-hmm. They wanted good things to happen and they wanted good people in, in to be in charge and um, and then there were these changes that were made: healthcare, um, gay marriage, things like that that are that were really hot button topics. Mm-hmm. And it seems to have brought out. I mean, this is just totally my opinion. I am not a politician, nor do I study politics. It's just my feeling of the world. Yeah. That it feels like the people who are the the vocal minority have gotten a louder voice mm-hmm. and have gotten so angry that they feel like they have to do something in order to be heard. And I read this amazing article written by, I think it was Trump's former campaign manager or PR manager. It was someone very high up in his campaign who was no longer working for him. And it was a female. And she said, I am scared Hmm. because um, he ran just to prove that he could not because he really wanted the presidency according to her. Huh. And as soon as he started to gain momentum, you know, it was like he wanted to basically show that he could say anything and people would listen to him. And then as soon as he started gaining momentum and winning these primary elections, he actually started believing that he could be president. (laughs) I know, right? And I'm reading this and I'm going, oh, crap. Like, this is the worst thing, you know. This is like the worst thing you ever want to read as someone who's a, a citizen of the country. Like, hey, this guy never really wanted to be president. But now it's like this, this uh, you know, TV movie of the week where he believes he actually could do it. So now he's going to try. <laughs> yeah. And it, to me, it comes off as silliness because when he continued to run, it was almost like, OK, he's proven his point. He's probably going to be like, and that's why the system's broken. Good night, folks. And then leaves the Republican yeah. Party in shambles. Um, you're going to get the same result probably, but he's just going to stick around for longer and probably – I don't honestly believe he'll win, but I look at I look at your options and I don't know a whole lot about everybody. Like Sanders is like the most Canadian person running. Like Tr- yep. Cruz was born in Canada, but Sanders is more Canadian than him. And I, I, I understand what he's, what he's saying, but it's still – I look at all the options and it's like there's – doesn't seem to be a, a solid choice. No, there. no, uh, and you're right. I mean, you said it so perfectly. Bernie Sanders is is as much Canadian mm-hmm. as any of the candidates, and it's so true. Um, and uh, I live in Madison, Wisconsin, and mm-hmm. uh, in the beginning of the le- the election cycles, uh, Bernie Sanders was here a lot, and cool. I was seeing all of these signs for him, and I was like, "Who is this guy?" Like, I had no idea who he was. And I realized and people just loved him in this city because very liberal and um, very progressive. And um, so I started looking at more about what he was saying. And I mean, the, the problem, I think, for him is that he's so progressive 
and so um, liberal that it's just like he's he doesn't have the chance to be able to come more to the middle because that's ex- that's exactly what happens with every candidate that actually winds up becoming president is that they have these platforms and they have these ideals, but they have to come to the middle in order to survive. Yeah. It's it's odd. It's it's very odd looking at the the landscape. And I mean, Sanders, he'll probably make he would make a good president, but he he he's almost too much of that because in Canada, it's like we're not just about socialized healthcare and and um, and socialized um, student loans. I'm trying to think of other stuff he's doing. Having birds land on his podium and looking funny at them. That's that's all I know. <laughs> Uh, he's got some other things. I mean, he's probably like, I know there's, it's the easy joke, but like, I know he's got the, the senior citizen vote there. Mm -hmm. I almost want to Google like how, how old is Sanders? And I might be surprised. Like seventies. He's in his seventies. Oh, he looks, he looks older. That's not, I know it's politics, right? It's, it saps the energy out of you. I, I, I look at Obama and after eight years, rightfully so he looks very tired and, the one thing I've really loved about Obama is that he's not afraid to make fun of himself. I watched yes. some of the videos from the correspondence dinner, like dropping the mic and the mic drop. It was so good. <laughs> and yeah, Bernie Sanders is seventy four years old. Oh well, then that's that's fine. I mean, I don't know what the oldest president would have been, but I mean, I think Reagan was up there. I mm-hmm. think he's probably one of the oldest ones. I can't remember. Let's see. Uh, let's do another Google search. Sure. How, who was the oldest president? Yeah. It's probably Reagan. When elected. Yeah, yeah. Let's see if it's right. Ronald Reagan. Yeah. Um, he was uh, 69 mm-hmm. uh, when he assumed office, and he was 77 when he left office to inaugurate George Herbert Walker Bush. Yeah, so in that case, uh, Sanders would then... So you've got the first, the possible first female president, the mm-hmm. the oldest president, uh, the Canadianist president, so Ted Cruz, born in Canada, and then you've got the craziest president. And then Kasich, I don't think he's got a, a chance in hell of doing, doing he anything. He doesn't have a chance in hell. <laughs> <laughs> People don't know who he is. <laughs> he's, he's got... So I'm looking at the delegates here, and, and these are more interesting to look at because... Um, they're more, you know, Trump is, is up there, which is which is scary. And Cruz looks like he can't win. He cannot win. I, I don't know how it works when you don't get all the votes. It's like a contested convention or something. I learned all my politics from House of Cards, which is really interesting because they're sort of in that in this most recent season. They're in this point. Of I know. The I just system. finished that season and I'm like, yeah. this is so funny that this is reflective of how mm-hmm. it's happening now for the U.S., it's really helpful for me in this show because then I can I, I just need a house of uh, of maple syrup or whatever for like Paul to watch so he'll understand what we went through and you know we we just had an election and it's been going well and it was the same idea you know we wanted change we wanted something different and and that's the beauty of this I mean we don't have a two party system but we have essentially the right and the left and there's some variation there but mm. usually the winners are either the conservatives which are like the republican party and the liberals which are the liberal party and it kind of switches every oh four to eight years depending on how how they're doing and how how they continue to do while in power but you know when we've now elected the liberals and i think people are happy and um you know there's more taxes being there's more money being spent that's really the big difference i notice is that yeah the liberals like to 
be more positive and spend money. And then the conservatives are just mostly negative and staunch and, and want to save money. And that's the real difference in, in Canada's like tone and the amount of money they want to spend. <laughs> <laughs> and then you see Trudeau and uh, Obama hanging oh. out together and being like the best of buddies. And you're like, yep, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, they're two peas in a pod. And even after he's done being president, I'm sure they will still be close friends and, and think of what could have been if he if if he was allowed to run again for another term. Uh, right. The two term thing, probably good for president past president's health, but uh, not great for a country when it creates this sort of like power vacuum where uh, you don't have the party, the person that's been leading the party for so long. Um, I, I don't know, like Clinton she comes off as like kind of creepy to me, which yeah, is probably not her fault. It's probably just like what I hear uh, up here. Um, <laughs> you said Clinton and I already, I automatically thought of Bill Clinton mm. being creepy and yeah, Hillary is too. Um, her problem in the, her perception in the United States is that she is, she says one thing, but means another. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I don't know if that's like necessarily, her fault if there's like evidence to back up the, that sort of thing and but i totally get it just the way she says stuff it kind of comes off as like you're saying one thing but if i really wanted to read into that i could hear another and but when it comes right down to it you know it happened to obama like when they become president are they not sort of bound by another part of government to actually do stuff like trump's not going to be able to go in there and say like i'm on all the monies now like my my face is on all the monies like doesn't have to pass through congress i guess as well oh yeah 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 so like i and i think actually if you think about how it would play out if you're using the house of cards analogy and frank mm-hmm. underwood being president um he had so many obstacles to getting through you know he has to get a bill passed through 15 million steps you know it's not just hey i want to pass this law but he can he is the top when it comes to a bill being passed and he can veto it and decide it's not going to work um so trump will have a if he if you know heaven forbid if trump (laughs) were actually elected because i think i would probably go underground for about four years um but if he were he would not be able to bully himself through like he would try to be Frank Underwood mm-hmm. and it would and he he'd try really hard um but because he's so polarizing the democrats would fight him so hard that it would just be it would it, there's there's going to be no unity at all it's all going to be a battle mm-hmm. and that is what you don't want when you want and you know if you've got people that are just like viscerally hating each other (laughs) and it becomes spiteful like you know we're i'm not going to pass this bill because or i'm not going to do what you want me to do because i hate you yeah doesn't have to do with the uh, you know the the people that they represent it's it's really odd and you're right like his behavior isn't going to stop because he made it to the top and 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 i get that sense about every single one of these of these candidates uh, more so on, on the Republican side that I'd be worried about. Like, I don't know any of, uh, Kasich, but I know Cruz has some pretty strong opinions, like very right wing, uh, anti LGBT, you know, yep. uh, anti using the bathroom, that whole thing just like yeah. blows oh. my mind. I mean, I hate going to the bathroom to begin with, you know, just, <laughs> I just want to get in there and get out. I'm not worried about 
what's happening in there. Like if, when I have my kid, like I, you know, when Caden goes to the bathroom, you know, when he starts to walk and doesn't do it in his drawers, you know, I will be mindful of him going to the bathroom, but I'm not going to worry about anybody else. I'm going to worry about him. And yeah. I just I hear these people sharing opinions on this stuff, and it's like, how is an entire country <laughs> supporting this person? Uh, or, or you know, enough of the country to, to make it viable that they could lead it in, in six months or whatever. Yeah. Uh, it boggles yeah. my mind. I know that you're a fan of TMS, and I mm-hmm. know that you've probably heard Scott Johnson say this before, but he has the theory that if you – the louder you are against a topic – the more likely you're hiding something against that topic. Like if, if, you know, so like if you're, if you are a, um, a a person who staunchly stands up against something, uh, that most people are like, Hey, what's the big deal? Why are you so upset about this? What has this ever done to you? This is not, you know, like LGBT rights or, um, transgender, um, bathroom rules, which is Mm -hmm. the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard in my life. And it's a huge problem. But that it is literally that there is something in your closet <laughs> that yeah. is that you don't want people to know, so you're smoke screening them, man. And yeah. Ted Cruz has already had things come out about him being uh, unfaithful to his wife, um, having a lot of promiscuous relationships outside of his marriage, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. And it's like, you know, I I wouldn't trust you with anything because you are so against everything I believe in so loudly Mm. and so brutally and you have nothing to stand on to say that you Ted Cruz are the better person Mm. yeah it's uh it's just it's this really weird situation where they have these they call them values but I wouldn't consider them values it's kind of just like you've locked your brain and and you don't want to unlock it because you want to it's just it's i can't even form sentences just think of how idiotic it is that they they form these opinions and they stick to them and they're like these are my values like those aren't values you're just you're just spouting hate you know because you're that's what you're doing and and uh from what i've learned from paul like i asked him like has there been anybody elected that isn't outright religious and i know a lot of religious people and i love Mm -hmm. religious people um but I, what I don't love is when they outright, you know, come out and say, like, oh, I'm totally against people using the bathroom, you know, based mm-hmm. on their gender and what's their a piece of paper they receive when they're born. And that's discrimination. And I'm pretty sure in the Bible, if you read your codex, like, there's some pretty hot knowledge about not being discriminatory against your, your fellow neighbor. Pretty yeah. sure that's one of the top ten. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and that's that is the hardest thing for me to wrap my head around mm-hmm. because I love I love people who have a lot of uh religious uh beliefs, you know, strong <laughs> religious beliefs. But at the same time, I there's nobody close to me who has strong religious beliefs uh that is prejudiced or stereotypical in that way. Mm-hmm. Because in, in my life, because I I can't I can't stand for that and I don't I don't surround myself with people who are so judgmental to that point, you Mm. know, to say, I will not associate with you and I will not treat you like a human being because you're different than I am. Mm. Cause I can't, I can't stand it. 
Um, and unfortunately, I've seen so many people who have religious beliefs that they or, or that they call values, like you said, mm. that they turn into a, a sword. Yeah, it's weird. It's like medieval. I don't like we did that, and you know, humanity did that, and I don't think it worked out quite well. I mean, the Crusades were were not the best part about religion. Like no, <laughs> no war is good about when it comes to religion. And I know, from my personal experience with with dealing with uh, uh, more religious uh, folks, in that, it I find it's never them. They actually have a. They don't have hate. They just have a lack of understanding and knowledge. And then mm-hmm. when you you know you explain to them like you do realize that. I know what it says in the Bible and I know what you, you think you're, you're saying is right, but these are people too. And they've made, they, they, this is the way they are living their lives and they're happy. And, um, and, and I'm terrible when it comes to explaining this. So if anyone's listening and I'm I'm not trying to be offensive, I'm just saying that I try to explain to those people, like, you know, getting in their way of of living their life is like them coming to you and saying you're not allowed to practice religion because that's yeah you know, it's like it's the same thing and then you, they think about it, it's like oh yeah i i don't really like when people tell me not to do stuff that i like to do and i mean if you're not hurting anybody go ahead and do it if that if that's, you can live your life by that yes. perfect yes mm-hmm. that is my rule for everything in life mm-hmm. and everyone. I mean, I have two rules for that. If it doesn't hurt anybody, do you do you, boo. Mm-hmm. And the other one is don't be a D-I-C-K. You know, <laughs> just be good to people. Be yeah. kind. Yeah. And treat people with respect and kindness. And um, I, I know that there are millions of people out there that think exactly the opposite of me. And that's okay because we're never going to cross our – if our paths cross, I'm going to nod to you and say, have a nice life. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not going to be missing my life with yours. Yeah. Like who who has like who has time for that negativity to swirl around you and it's – and that's how I feel about these elections. Like they're fun t- for me to cover because they, they do affect – you know, they do affect Canada. Like, you know, we're the closest neighbor. We share the largest border things are going to happen no matter what happens yeah. down there that's the whole point of the show right it's like sleeping with the elephant uh, what's it like being close to you know uh, the united states it's like sleeping with an elephant is every time it moves it's like an earthquake up here like it's everything that happens down there affects us and everything you know some things that happen up here you know do trickle down uh, but not not to the effect that uh, we feel vice versa so it's it's really sad. And, and, you know, up in Canada, we're kind of thinking like we're looking at the numbers and we're looking at, you know, the sanity, at what we think is a sane decision and being like, yeah, it looks like Clinton is going to win because I'm pretty sure that if Trump gets on that card and announces some crazy person as, as his VP, like I'm pretty sure he's not going to like get the he's not going to get on the card and he's going to be like, OK, we need to play this smart. Let's get someone who is the polar opposite of me to like get a yin and yang going right he's probably gonna go crazy right if he gets sarah palin i'm gonna cry (laughs) oh no 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 oh i didn't even think about that really is that a is she still around i thought she would they like moved her to alaska well she she is she used to be the governor at alaska i don't think she is anymore um but she um there was a news story uh of months ago mm-hmm. where uh she endorsed him or something Ooh. like that um and it was really creepy and really weird um 
you know, there's a couple possibilities of him for a running mate if he does get on the ticket. Like Chris Christie, who, oh gosh. Uh, Chris Christie is the governor of New Jersey, which is my home state. Mm. And my parents have told me the stories of the things that that man has done to their poor state. Oh. <laughs> he is a tyrant. So, uh, yeah, there's that, there's him, um, mm. you know, and, and I could see him, you know, if it were somebody else, um, even Ted Cruz, I, I just don't know who would want to spend, I don't know who would become the running mate. I yeah. don't, it's coming up though. And these things are going to be known and it's, it's getting scarier and scarier. And I guess on that talk that topic of having, you know, positivity and and you know, looking for the good in people, I try to avoid most stories about the election right now because it makes me ill. Mm-hmm. I can see physically. That. <laughs> Ugh, it just makes me feel like I want to barf. Well, it it reminds you and and there are these there are there are these people here in Canada. I, I do run into them uh, often, you know, uh, working around the public, and those people exist. Uh, just the worst thing that you could associate with with your country, and those people come out in 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 grows in grows in droves. <laughs> uh, maybe they're I don't know. Maybe they they're they in live groves. As well. groves. <laughs> maybe maybe they live in groves in rows and then come out in droves. And uh, <laughs> I, I can't think of another word that rhymes, but. You look at those Trump rallies and you see the worst in your country and you're kind of like, man, if I'm seeing this, someone's got to be covering it in other countries. Like that that's what rolls through my mind. It's the same thing that rolls through my mind when, you know, uh, Trudeau does speeches every day. Like he's out there talking as the leader of our country. But the ones that sort of make it around broadly are like a photo he took four years ago of him doing a a one arm push up or uh, him talking about quantum computers because someone made a, a funny joke that he was standing in front of a quantum computing, I don't know, black book or something. Uh, and it's it's the same thing. And the snappy sort of one-liner coverage is what goes around the world. And there's so much of it whenever Trump talks. Yeah. He, he speaks in 140 characters at a time so you can live tweet all his stuff. It's, it's just, it's mind-boggling as to... Yeah. And and I understand like not wanting to look at it because it's it's like yeah I'm gonna see this later in my Facebook feed and uh, what's the point in learning about it now because it's just gonna spring up and I try to weed that out as best I can but it always rises to the surface it's like humanity has this sort of need to like watch something burn <laughs> I don't know I know I know and ugh ugh I know yeah. and the so I I guess for me I just I I try to avoid it. it there was a video that i did see which mm-hmm. was pretty amazing um uh, it was a group that was going around and it was um actually i've seen a couple of these one of them uh was a guy who was going around with a shirt that said free hugs hmm. and you know good looking african-american guy super approachable you know smiling and he went to a trump rally and a sanders rally and the Trump rally had him, he was actually approaching people who were there to say, I'm giving away free hugs. And they were pushing him and getting into his face. One guy almost took a swing. Mm. I mean, it was really, really, really um, aggressive. And then he went to the the uh, Sanders rally and there were people giving him group hugs and running to give him a hug. And it was like, 
oh my gosh like that that's the that's the thing yeah you know it that's what it is it, and i want to live in that sanders rally world <laughs> well it's weird right like he's saying free hugs not mandatory hugs you know and not i know everybody you know not everybody likes a hug that's fine especially from yeah. a stranger i totally understand that and to take swings and push and and I don't believe for a second that, that that the video is doctored. Like, I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh, you know, he just showed – he's like reality TV. He showed the best and the worst. But I don't believe that for a second. I, I look at these Trump rallies and it's just – it's creepy. And I've like seen sort of – a lot of the staunch, you know, Trump opposers have sort of drawn line. and I hate to say this, like draw lines between – what Trump's doing and what, you know, early uh, Hitler was doing and that he was sort of using hate and one-liners to sort of bring a country together uh, under this banner of disgustingness. And uh, I'm not saying Trump is going to be, you know, that terrible by any means, but he he's certainly rival, he's riling up these people that shouldn't be riled up, especially when one of the, you know, 10 American commandments is to carry a gun everywhere. Like I I just, I I worry sometimes, you know, because if they're swinging fists, like what's to stop them from, you know, bearing arms? Like, I, I, I don't know. It's, it's scary. And there've been people that have been beat up at Trump rallies mm -hmm. and, uh, for protesting and saying things that are opposite. Um, and you just, I mean, I, it didn't even cross my mind, Ryan, that someone could just pull out a gun and decide to blow someone away. Yeah. And it's just like, it could happen. I mean, it depends. Like this is going to get worse before it gets better right because the closer he gets to winning or not winning i'm i'm more worried about what happens when he doesn't win uh because these he's people, saying there's going to be riots yeah exactly he's saying like i'm not going to be at the leader of them but there'll probably be riots everyone riot when i lose everyone and, you know he's, yeah. he's kind of got that subcontext going there and i i look at this new this unprecedented news of like people running they're technically like Cruz and Kasich are running against each other, but having a gentleman's agreement to try and at least get a contested uh, convention is kind of mind boggling. Cause when I picture American politics, I picture everybody hating each other uh, for one reason or another, right? You know, having like a, a respectful hate towards each yeah. other um, yeah. as, as being an, you know, like put it in Canadian terms, like being the Montreal Canadians versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like they have a respectful <laughs> hate Jocelyn and I have a respectful hate for each other, you know, because I cheer for the Habs and she cheers for the team that hasn't won a Stanley Cup in 50 years. So <laughs> it's just it's uh, it's one of those things. And seeing them sort of join forces, you kind of have to applaud them for for doing that. But you then you also have to say, like, that's the one thing that, like, Trump supporters would latch on to be like, ah, see, they're weak. They're not playing the game of of. Lincoln Thrones or whatever the guy set, sits in at the, the president's desk or something. I don't know. <laughs> the Lincoln Thrones. I, I don't know. I, I just watched the new Game of Thrones. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I've, I've got I've got that on my mind. Uh, but yeah, it's it's weird, and whether it'll work or not, we'll see. Actually, the the next primary is tomorrow, and there's 57 delegates up for up for grabs. And if if Trump grabs all those, like he's within spitting distance of just rolling this over, which is um, kind of scary. Uh, but it looks like California is the big one, right? I, I look at these, I've been sort of eyeing these numbers and, um, you can kind of tell like they're getting a little nervous, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, California is a big, big delegate, um, mm-hmm. 
um, pool. There's a couple of other states that that retain a, a ton of them, um, and uh, so yeah, it's it's important. And mm. uh, so yeah, tomorrow should be an interesting should be interesting tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. It, it's 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 almost kind of uh, it's going to feed a whole another episode of Sleep with the Elephant, uh, no doubt. But uh, you know, I, let's let's move into some more lighter Canadian stuff. Uh, how do you feel about the legalization of marijuana? I think it should be legal. Yeah, I do, and I've never smoked a joint or any pot in my entire life. I but I do. Oop, that's going to Canadians. Oh, whoops, sorry. <laughs> I hate Huffington Post. <laughs> Yep, when I click on the article, it autoplays. Um, I've actually never smoked anything in my life. Mm-hmm. But I think that it's something, especially talking to people who have have uh, had the experiences of medicinal marijuana tweet- treatments and the, the ways that it has done, things that it has done for people. Um, I, there's, no, there's no question mm-hmm. in my mind. Yeah, it's to me, uh, you know, I've had experiences in in university, (laughs) like, you know, that's like the common one. That was a long time ago. It's out of my system. Don't worry. Uh, No drug tests. Yeah, there's no need for it because it was what, six, seven years ago. I don't know. But um, (laughs) whatever. It didn't kill me. And do I want to continue to do it regularly? Probably not. No, not really. You know, it's it's I'm I'm glad that it's being legalized because I think it's it's um, one of those drugs that is sort of borderline i know a lot of people get like as soon as you use words like borderline and you know it's not harmful like they come up with all these like but the kids and i can tell you right now like the kids the kids are doing it more than (laughs) than the people who um who did it like in university and stopped because they decided to to stop and making it legal uh they've actually they actually announced this plan on 420 um which was they didn't say like hey it's 420 guys we're gonna make it legal next year uh but on april 20th the federal health minister uh dropped this little nugget of information that they would uh, start the the process of legalizing marijuana and have the bill introduced in spring of 2017 maybe on 420 that falls during spring um it's it's one of those things, it was one of uh, Justin Trudeau's sort of like pillars when he was being elected. Like he said, like, look, when I get elected, this is going to be a priority for us. You know, they're, by making it legal, we can sort of build programs around it to get it out of kids' hands, make it safe. That's one of the biggest sort of yeah. concerns with marijuana is that when people are, are making it and, and possibly making it around other uh, drugs that will never be legalized, it can... Yeah cause harmful effects and and man when your kids get a hold of that like that's or anybody gets a hold of it that can be a real problem um and then like you said medicinal marijuana has its has documentation on it, on it being a very good thing and yeah. that is one aspect of this and uh if it's if it's there to be used medicinally like you know why can't it fall in line with alcohol cigarettes like cigarettes are one of the one of the you know they kill people every day yes. uh, i know the argument is that it doesn't alter your your mindset when you smoke a cigarette but you know it does when you drink and i think we we feel like we put enough we we have enough faith in people uh to sort of have uh control of of their need to to drink alcohol and do it in a safe way and there are yeah. going to be those people that do something bad and wrong and, and take advantage of the system. And we deal with those one by one. And I think yeah. it works the same way here, you know? 
I don't know, and you'll have to help me with this. Mm-hmm. Um, what is the legal drinking age in Canada? It is 19. 19? Mm-hmm. It's 21 in the United States. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can tell you from, you know, I, I uh, disclaimer, I grew up with a father who was the chief of police of my town. So I couldn't do anything bad. So oh. I never drank anything before I went to college. Uh, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, I did drink when I was a freshman in college. I was 18, which was illegal, but yeah. So um, when we were in school, you know, they, they would be very clear about certain things and marijuana was demonized mm. in schools. Uh, to the children it was basically told in the same level as cocaine and heroin and things like that like you do not do drugs it was like everything that was considered a drug even though you know alcohol yeah. <laughs> it's still a drug um and so i i grew up afraid of pot like it was the worst thing in the world there was no way i was ever going to touch pot are you kidding me um, the first time I ever smelled marijuana was when I went to a Genesis concert when I was 18, mm-hmm. you know, and I said, what is that awful smell? <laughs> it smells like water that's been sitting too long and, but it's in a smoke, a, yeah. a dusky smoke. It's like that. I said, I said, what is that smell? They're like, that's pot. And I'm like, oh. what? Like I totally <laughs> did not get it. And, um, so I, I've grown up my entire life. I will be 42 mm-hmm. in, in January. January, uh, July, um, and uh, I've never smoked a joint. Now, would I do it? Would I? Would I? If it were legal mm-hmm. in uh, where I live and it was legal for me to get, would I do it? And the answer is yes, mm-hmm. I would, because I didn't drink a whole lot when I was younger, and now I, you know, drink and swear on yeah. computer games. It's a show. So, right? <laughs> so, but you know, you learn how to use it responsibly, yeah, and you learn. Don't operate a moving vehicle while you're under the influence. Um, And uh, alcohol is is something where you can become dependent upon it. Um, Marijuana has not been proven dependency. Mm -hmm. So that's why I feel that way. Yeah, those are all very, very good points that I would, you know, snip out and send to uh, my mom and be like, hey, you know, it's it's like anything else used in responsibility. It's fine. You know, Justin Trudeau, when he was running for prime minister, came out and, and said, like, yeah, this is going to be one of our platforms. And someone asked him, well, when was the last time you smoked pot? And he's like, um, would have been at a dinner party while I was MP, like when he was in office. You know, yeah. at his home, or surrounded by friends, and he didn't even smoke the whole joint. He just, you know, you know, pass and puff that sort of thing. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and people are, and he's just like he owned it, and and he says to them, "It's not a big deal. Like I'm, I'm still able to run this country. It's, it's, uh, you know, maybe later that day I giggled at the dishwasher, but you know, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you, you, he, he didn't, he, he, you know, went out of his system and." If it were legal and there were no repercussions, yeah, of course I would do it. And it was, and it was easily accessible. That's the thing for me, like accessing it. Like I have no idea. That's that's right. the real problem. So for people right. who want to go out and, and and smoke marijuana, accessibility is one of those things that can cause deeper issues than smoking one joint that you bought at a corner store because it's it's legal to buy it there now, and. Yeah. It's it's crazy, and you mentioned a con- uh, a concert. Like the worst thing to ever happen to me at a concert was not pot related, although it might have been a little bit pot related. But it wasn't the pot that bothered me; it was the pothead who urinated on me. That oh. was a problem. 
you know. So, like, yeah, there are negatives <laughs> to being high. Just make sure that you keep your, uh, you know, your common human decency to your, to, with, you know, intact. And you should be fine. He actually, yeah, that might have actually been alcohol. I don't think I smelled pot on that guy. That might have been yeah. just alcohol. But, you know, there there are worse things that can happen to you in life. Like being urinated on at a country uh, festival. Like that's, it, it was terrible. Um, yes. Yeah. I would be just completely mortified. And <laughs> I was. There were oh kids God. present too, right? Like it wasn't like one of those mosh pits for a death metal concert. There, it was a family <laughs> event. And this guy who's just had too many molsons he's just ready whips it out and goes and everyone just like scattered <laughs> whoa <laughs> i just i thought someone was pouring their drink or something it's like there's like splashback happening i don't want to look because you know it's probably just someone like spilling their drink it's a concert right oh. and then everyone's just like oh man not cool not cool and then it's like oh no i need to get out of here and i never went to a concert again <laughs> Yeah. Oh, so dude, like ruined everything. I, I, I do enjoy the idea of concerts, just not like open field concerts where people, you know, it's outside, so it's okay to pee, you know, wherever yeah, no you kidding. want. You know, no, and, I'm totally down with you. I, I, yeah. I don't think I've been to a concert in, ugh, gosh, 10 years yeah plus and you know mainly just because i hate huge crowds oh yeah i go to blizzcon i (laughs) I was just gonna say (laughs) that's like a crowd simulator (laughs) you know i actually start giggling when we go to blizzcon because the um the the crush of people in the Mm -hmm. beginning um when you're walking in um it's like cows being herded in pens and Mm. because you you're literally just shuffling your way through and uh Last year, I started to giggle because I was between two people and I kept bouncing off of them. <laughs> I oh, just no. started laughing and I couldn't stop. And they were like, what is wrong with you, Jules? And I'm like, I'm sorry. I was just like, it's really funny. <laughs> yeah. If you're ticklish, don't go to BlizzCon. Or at Seriously. least wait until everyone gets inside and then go in. Seriously. Yeah. That's that's a that's a thing. Um, all right. Well, it sounds like we're pretty much in agreement when it comes to this. And, and you know what? I will I will report back. Uh, if we have to do a special report on Canada legalizing marijuana, we will come back. We will talk about it. Uh, probably not going to do it, but we will talk about it. We- uh, <laughs> you know. I'll come up and visit. It'll be fun. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it'll be great. We'll record it. It'll be uh, it'll it'll be a moment in sleeping with the elephant history. Uh, but those are two big stories, both developing. One leading to a calmer country, and one leading to a possible Armageddon. You be the judge. I'm sure. If you're a Trump supporter, you'll pick the marijuana and uh, some vice versa. So, uh, Jules, thank you very much for joining us uh, for episode 100 of Sleeping with the Elephant. It's been a pleasure to have you back. It's so much fun. Thank you for coming on the show. Oh, my gosh. It was such a fun time talking to you. And congratulations on Mm -hmm. 100 episodes to you and Paul. That is a huge accomplishment and not one to be taken at all lightly so huge congrats to you guys for for staying uh producing for a hundred episodes thank you yeah and uh paul if you're listening uh help is coming and if you if you can sneak more recorders uh recordings out of that their secret assignment i'll be happy to pass them on to the people we're we're thinking of you stay strong paul stay strong exactly uh you know yeah i, I just i don't know it's going to be tough for him but it's a job someone has someone has to do it and ted cruz and and uh, john aren't doing too, so hot um jules where can the fine listeners find you 
Uh, best places to find me, uh, Twitter. Uh, at Jules RPG. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm available on Discord, uh, a bunch of different servers like the Torn Think Tank uh, Discord and Jocelyn's Discord. So if you guys use Discord, you can see me in there. Um, and uh, if you want to check out the shows that I do, uh, Torn Think Tank is at Torn Think Tank on Twitter. And mm, Case of the Mondays is at Mondays underscore show. Mm-hmm. And then there's drinking and swearing, like you mentioned. Yes, drinking and swearing is, it's not really a show. It's more of a community gaming night where we drink and we swear and play video games. So uh, we play things like Overwatch and uh, Heroes of the Storm and Rocket League. And sometimes we play Quiplash and other Jackbox party games. Um, But we do that on Friday nights with me and Pat Crane from Convert to Raid. and it's just a lot of fun. Everybody's welcome to join us and uh, and hang out. You don't have to drink. You don't have to swear. But if you like to do both, you can. Oh, I need to make it out for one of those. I need to. Please. Yeah, I know. Oh, seriously. It'd be so much fun. I, I you know what? Uh, if if there's a game coming up and I can I can clear a Friday. Like when does it usually start? Like nine nine central. It's usually later in the evening, right? Because there's drinking. yeah. So nine central, eight thirty to nine central usually. Um, mm-hmm. and uh, it's somewhere in that in that time window. That's kind of perfect because Caden usually goes to bed like around nine my time. So mm-hmm. by 10, he's out like a light. So is Ashley. I might not be able to do a lot of like loud swearing, but I could whisper softly as I'm as I'm playing video games. It's like, won't, won't be damn it, Jules. Damn it, Jules. Damn. <laughs> that trick. Kill the tracer. Kill the tracer. That works for yeah. multiple games. I would love it. <laughs> All right. Well, I will. I'm, I'm, I'm right at recording it in podcast history. I will be there at some near Friday in the future. Uh, thank you again, Jules. This has been Sleeping with the Elephant. You can find more of great episodes, hopefully, you think that, at sleepingwiththeelephant.com. Email us if you have thoughts on Ted Cruz, uh, John Kasich, K6. Sorry, it just looks so weird. <laughs> and then uh, the legalization of marijuana in Canada coming next spring. Uh, info at sleepingwiththeelephant.com. Big thanks to Alpha Geek Radio for hosting our show. You can catch it, uh, I think it's channel three on the 24 hour feed. Send feedbacks and review. We always read them on the show. We're always checking. It helps out the show as well. And finally, you can follow Jules at JulesRPG on Twitter. Paul at P. Swickard for all of his current going-ons, including a secret assignment, and myself, Ryan, at R. Murphy. Thank you for listening, everybody, and be sure to tune in next time when uh, hopefully Trump is no longer a thing that we can talk about. This is Korath with your random Canadian fact. Canadians have been a very important part of the NASA space program almost since its inception. Canadarm on the space shuttles and Canadarm 2 on the International Space Station are key technological assets that have greatly helped the astronauts do their work. Recently, most people will be more familiar with the first Canadian commander of the ISS, Chris Hadfield. He brought not only Canadian astronauts, but NASA and the ISS to the forefront for many people who weren't really paying attention before. The YouTube video of his cover of David Bowie's Space Oddity has, as of this recording, 26,735,948 views. Altogether, Canada has brought a new level of awesome to outer space. Thanks for listening. Follow me at Korath on Twitter.